The Ringo Zone now presents our mid-quarter report. As we head into the final month of quarter three for the year, or actually, now that I think about it, it's really only the start of quarter three, we have several new exciting business opportunities for investors. The Ringo Zone has been expanding its capital by going into alternative foodstuffs, by going into school supplies, and by dealing arms in the ongoing Sloth Koala War. Oh God, we we need to we need to make sure that this doesn't get out. Like you know, maybe something like uh, cease recording any and all meetings where we discuss this. Oh no! Uh, I am Max, and I am CEO of the Ringo Zone's parent company, Crazy Igor's Area Fifty One Warehouse. Today we will hold a stock meeting after this podcast episode. Uh, I I am Sabath. I'm a six year old student at an elementary school, and I think the <laughs> I I think the the delivery was mixed up because I didn't get my school supplies. I got uh, eucalyptus spears for the koala war. My name is Mickey, and I have to say that I believe that I have the most stake in. Uh, crazy Igor's dealings with the sloth koala war for I am both a sloth and I was made by crazy Igor so you know I feel like I have some say in this and I oh, believe shit, I did not realize Mickey was a sloth I you a fucker sloth. I'm part koala buddy <laughs> oh well we're gonna have an intense podcast tonight so yeah if you're wondering why we're doing like our stupidest intro to date and it really <laughs> is you it know an achievement really... on our part uh, it's because we we don't really want to do this, not because uh, we're doing uh, the new Lars. It's not that we have a problem with this, it's that we already recorded this, but it was it me, Mickey, and Dylan. And my audio came out fine, and Dylan's audio came out fine, but Mickey accidentally replaced his microphone with a Crazy Eager's Area 51 Warehouse brand Scramblo phone, <laughs> so his audio came out completely fucked up. And we considered having him just like ADR reactions to the conversation. To the, the, to the two working audio clips that we had. Dude, dude, seriously, if you still have those, can we just do like I might, like, I might do just a like minute tomorrow of that morning. for fun as yeah. like a bonus Just thing. like splice yeah. it into the recording. I might just like sit there and be like, just play the whole thing back and just be like, oh, yeah, I love being there with you guys. Just insert like a minute of that from any point of the podcast <laughs> in right now. <laughs> Man, wasn't that a great organic conversation oh that he was God. part it of? Was, it was the most fluid, non non eighty yard thing I've ever heard in my life. Well, so since Dylan ain't here today, since um, Dylan ain't here, we're basically I, just really fucking around with. Yeah, well, we I, kind I, of are. I'm the one that's recording, so hopefully my recording doesn't turn into complete shit. But I should be okay. My computer's probably a little bit better than Dylan's laptop. If if it does end up fucking up, knock on wood that it doesn't, uh, this will be, what, the second episode concerning mainly Lars that we've just gone fuck it and not released? I got an idea. What if, we... if, if my audio fucks up, we'll take the audio that works from this one and then splice <laughs> it, it into the audio of the other one. <laughs> And so it's just like going to be completely Max and Mickey talking to Max and Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> About completely different things. Like, I'll wind up saying something completely contradictory to something <laughs> I said last time. <laughs> and we'll just run those back to back.
Exactly. Well, anyway, let's get to the episode. <laughs> so we start with a race war. <laughs> oh, wow. We start with the Koala Sloth race war, and Steven is trying to figure out which of his friends he can truly trust. And we if learn... you answer Koala, you get to go to the back of the line. <laughs> <laughs> is the back of the line good? It's akin to death. What, what's the line for? Uh, the line is for living, but the is line is infinitely long. The thing is, is I want to make a terrible joke, but I probably shouldn't. <laughs> do it. it. It's it's okay, I'm a Jew. I'm letting you do what oh, I deserve so you, as your you Holocaust know, you joke. You know what I'm talking about, okay. So now that the joke's been ruined, Max. <laughs> I was giving you permission to go ahead with it. Of course it, on the behalf Jew of ruins all Jews. the Holocaust joke. Oh, I was about to tell you guys my favorite Jew joke, but I know what? I've told it on the podcast before. We'll we tell to it completely again censor it out. Well, we'll have to censor it out again. Okay. Cutting that out. We are cutting that out. Like, fuck. I just like, like if, it, it feels kind of natural for the episode to start out with just... Steven asking the weirdest, most nonsensical question. I don't know why, but just fucking... Like, it's like, that. this is something that I think, like, a lot of kids did. I kind of did this as a kid, where you just kind of walk up to people who you know are kind of just more experienced in life than you are, and you're just like, do you think qualas and sloths get along? And they're just like, what the fuck? Why? I, we, I have real problems. I have taxes to and pay. And if, if they ever humor you, you immediately answer them with why. Yeah, you just, you instantly, you go with, like, a full scientific scientific analysis as to why you believe what you believe, and the sloth-koala war and the ethics thereof. <laughs> so. 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 Sadie asks Lars if Lars would want to hang out with her, but he says no. Discuss. Discuss. <laughs> well, I think you summed up the whole of it right there, but uh, <laughs> if I had to give you my two cents on the matter... I think I would like to include that Lars is not a kind person. Yeah, he's not a kind person. It was a very astute observation. I realize none of you may have realized it, but that's why I'm here. (laughs) Oh, okay, okay. It's like, well, to be fair, the opening of this episode kind of doesn't have much going for it, so let's just skadoodle on. One thing is that the the beginning of this episode is really kind of just random fluff. Like Mickey said, we should skip... To the meat, which is when Steven actually gets into Lars's body. Yeah. And we start to learn a lot of things about Lars that we didn't know before. Like, apparently... Well, I think the kind of the big thing, actually, about the beginning of the episode, and maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm talking out my ass here, but it seems to me the thing that actually makes it stand out a little is that it's kind of a proper precursor to the main plot. Like, a lot of Steven Universe episodes kind of have Steven's doing something, and so the plot, like, he's basically kind of, like, as close as in media res as you can be without actually being, like, he's just before the inciting incident. Or, like, he's doing, like, something totally unrelated and then winds up in the inciting incident. But here they have, like, a proper prologue to the inciting incident, which I don't think they do a lot. Like, usually it's just Stevens walking down the street talking about something, and then something, like, just kind of fucking randomly, tangentially related happens. And now but I would say, not I, would, this I would say that this is still kind of random, because who's to say that on any other way, if, when the camera's not rolling, Steven probably talks to them at least two or three times a week, maybe even every day. So, to me, the beginning of this episode seemed like something that was just normally hap- happening anyways, and it just felt like 
it, it could have happened on any day. And and that's why I feel like yeah. the real meat starts when he gets in the body. There's something, but I, I know what you mean. There's something that feels like, yeah, like Sabat said, there's something that does feel kind of like, this is a routine thing. Like, Steven walks into the big donut. Steven kind of talks his little boy talk that he normally has. And, like, you know, Sadie and Lars do their thing. And while I don't think, like, the last of it where Steven's like, you have to admit your feelings for her is a thing that he used sprouts all the time, I feel like this ritual of Steven just going in there is a ritual thing, which we know is, because he loves well, going there. Like Sadie just says. Yeah, yeah well, actually, I would say that there's a little bit of a good setup, because at this point, um, it kind of, I'm assuming because of the way Steven was acting, uh, this is sort of probably the first time in a long time they kind of touch base with the idea that that they like each other because like because of how intently Steven is staring at them when they were having a little argument. And I'm, I'm assuming that 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 whole that whole argument and him being concerned about Lars and how he feels about Sadie is what spurred his dreams. Well, it's definitely what spurred his dreams, yeah. which caused him to, I, I guess, I mean, do you want to talk about this power? It just seems like the most outlandish thing compared to Rose. Yeah. yeah Cause I mean like, okay, so we have, the precursor for this is obviously when he goes into Malachite's mind to talk to Lapis when Chilatine. he goes to sleep. And and also, fucking, I don't know, I think we've probably already mentioned this. Well, well oh, it doesn't matter <laughs> if we've already mentioned this because those episodes haven't aired yet, but we kind of got a bit behind, so we're recording uh-huh. some stuff out of order, and a Kiki's Pizza Delivery Service has already aired. In fact, we're going to record that right after this. So, like, we see... They're kind of going, like, whole hog on this power right now, and, like, I feel like maybe it's something, like, because gems don't need to sleep, so Rose probably never mm-hmm. knew about it, or, like, if she if she did know about it, it's either, you know, if you go to that theory, like, she was a high-ranking homeworld thing, but I guess well, it's There's also never really that, any way like, for them to demonstrate her, their, that, demonstrate that ability yeah. through flashback, since everything does have to go through the point. Unless, eight. like, unless, like, Greg's like, hey, did I ever tell you about the time your mom invaded my dream? And we banged all day like we did. Well, we did bang all day and bang all night. Which, as far as we know, could be... Well, because the next episode, Greg, the babysitter, like, chronologically, that's... this. We're recording this the night of Alone at Sea airing, which we'll get to eventually, but just to date this episode, everybody. The next episode... Yeah, that's going to be an interesting discussion. uh, Greg the Babysitter is the flashback story of how Greg came to own the car wash, which I don't think is going to incorporate Rose's dream abilities at all, but we might learn more about 80s gene. You never know. Yeah. I wonder if he got the the car wash before or after Steven was born. Probably Maybe. after, we'll I feel like. I guess, I guess because it does say babysitters, it's probably him, you know, dealing with baby Steven. Oh boy, baby Steven. Baby Steven. I'm trying to wonder, well, okay, well, let's not dwell, let's not dwell on Greg the babysitter right now, because we literally... Like, there's people who are just very angry at us for yeah. not talking. People are sitting here for just not like, talking about Lars. people listening to us right now like, God damn it, this is why we want Dylan, because as <laughs> bad as Dylan is, he does keep us on track. So, yeah. As monotone so, as Dylan right, is, right. we notice, Lars Sabath, you're going to have to be Dylan. Just yeah, start, Lars, like, so what, Should I talk like this the whole time? Lars has an unnaturally... Yes. I don't want to do that. Not unnaturally. Lars has an unusually large home, which I guess is excusable because we technically don't know what his parents do, but 
We made this joke when we were watching the episode. Apparently, his parents make enough money to the point where they felt it was appropriate oh, to name their God. child Laramie. I think that says a lot <laughs> about their financial Who's status. Who's Laramie? But yeah, like we made this joke when we were watching. All right, so let's go through we were the watching fucking episode. Oh, we kind of made this ahead. joke that apparently, in the world that Rebecca Sugar is built, if you are born to a nuclear family, you are born to be a terrible person. Because both Lar, because both <laughs> yeah, because let's go through this because the worst, and they both come from a nuclear family. Because, because the pizza family, like it doesn't look like pizza moms around, and yeah. Manafort doesn't really count as a replacement. Like Stephen obviously <laughs> doesn't. Fucking Sadie, we don't know if Sadie's dad is around. But then you've got fucking Lars as two normal goddamn parents. And he's the biggest douchebag in Beach City. And Sour Cream doesn't have a normal family situation, but from Onion's perspective, Onion does. And Onion's a horrifying monster. Although in this episode, we did see that yes, the monster in those feet. So that's I good. Just, I love, I, I, God, I love that scene so much. Like, Onion, look, I'm lost. Onion's just like, great for you, buddy. Just please don't hurt me. That's, that's probably got to be one of the best ones yeah. out of the whole we, episode. That's the first time we've seen Onion display, like, fear for his mortal soul. Also, let's just talk about, because I know we fucking... Now, nah, I don't want to rehash better conversations <laughs> we had last time. I was going to be like, let's I talk about Lars that, court card, but we did that. Okay, well, fine, so... Mickey and I aren't going to answer because we've already done this, so we're too bored. Yeah, we're too cool. But Lars has one B on his report card. What subject do you think that was in? (laughs) Okay, great. Good answer. Good answer. Now, of course, Mickey and I know what we said, so we're not going to say it, and you, audience, are just going to live with the exciting mystery of what we think. Anyway, I want to talk about something that that this episode sort of kicked kicked off. off. Lars's penis and uh, this sudden like, like disdain for Steven suddenly disdain like in in huh? the fandom. So, so this episode was sort of the start uh, uh, of some. Of oh deep, right, we were fucking. We talked about, about deep city this drift. when we did drift deep, deep city. city, drift. city drift. Oh, <laughs> I, I prefer to watch it. Wait, does, did deep city uh, drift air after yeah, this episode four? Wait, no, 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 no. It, oh, the, well, in that. Oh, no, that's right. Beach City Drift is Friday, and this is Thursday. Yeah, so Beach this City is going to come out before. So, spoiler spoiler alert for the next episode. I think Beach City Drift <laughs> sucked. So, I'd rather watch Deep City <laughs> Drift. <laughs> anyway, you were saying. Anyway, so this, uh, in combination with uh, Beach City Drift. Well, no, it was, it was this episode and um, the Restaurant Wars. Uh, those two combined apparently suddenly started this movement. You know, on in the fandom when everyone hated Pearl because Pearl did like the week of. I remember when I hated, I hated Pearl. Pearl. And no one oh yeah, too, which Max, has been most of the show. There's a lot of people that hate I Pearl. Like Pearl. I just like Pearl for very legitimate reasons, and they're also very personal. Mickey, Mickey, show us on the doll where she put her nose right in the anus. Okay, do you which do you want a shorter list or a longer list? Because the shorter one is where she didn't. Anyway, anyway, so you were saying so thing. I, 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 I was saying that uh, uh, so everyone these two episodes in particular. I don't know if it is right I now. Do you know what you're talking the, about? Everyone sort of is like having this issue, this beef with Stephen, uh, saying that he's like evil not not like totally evil but like just being like being uncharacteristically a douchebag like invading Lars's space trying to get into people's businesses and ruining two relationships okay um uh, i i know what you're talking about because i saw a post very similar to that earlier today 
I will agree with the getting into people's lives, because the posts I think you're talking about, I remember seeing this. They were talking about how Steven is getting on, he's getting oh, yeah, about, you're un, about uncharacteristically mad about Kevin. He's, which I mean, I guess is warranted because Kevin is just like one of the worst. I bet a dirty, I bet dirty he man has a nuclear family too. He doesn't have a brother, obviously. <laughs> He's got two. And, uh, Kevin is and two parents, parents that live that's in Empire dead. Ruler. Well, you have seen the episode at this point, and uh, in this episode, he clearly invades Lars's space. But seriously, like you're actually defending Lars on anything? Fuck you! Fuck you! If you're defending Lars on anything, <laughs> I mean, okay. So I'll say this. I'll say this because, like, in this episode, uh, here comes Max's obligatory oh, every God. episode comic book reference. <laughs> Steven, like, yeah, I'm fucking aware Doesn't of it. Matter, I try like, not uh, to do it. You guys have to understand. That's just why. Yeah. That's literally just how yeah. I, like, you, you think in comic. So, yeah, so Steven fucking, like, yeah, dead man's Lars completely just, like, subverts his consciousness, like, takes over his body. And the thing is, like, at first off, Steven did not do that on purpose. So give him some credit for that. And then he's just, like, Steven feels compelled to help people and thinks he's helping Lars. And, of course, like, Steven fails to register that like what works for Steven most decidedly does not work for Lars. But um I think a thing I kind of find interesting is just like uh thinking back to like Lars and the cool kids, like how this episode just kind of paints Lars as like yeah. the absolute worst, like just most unlikable, like biggest pile of shit. I'm thinking like this is not the same guy who did like the little chest five of appreciation to Steven. Yeah, like, I wanted to say like one. a lot of people thought we're like kind of uh, this kind of rehashes something I said in the last recording we did, but fuck it, that file is corrupted, so you're never gonna hear it again. I, was I don't say, remember like, it anyway. So when <laughs> thanks to Scramblophone, <laughs> when we first recorded this episode, I was like, okay, I was so terrified because like I'm like. As I think the listeners of our podcast have come to learn, I am not a fan of Lars. So whenever I see somebody like being like, "No, Lars is a good character," and it's like I'm just like, "No, fuck you. No, you're wrong." Well, he's he's one of the few characters that has had like not not just no growth. He's yeah. regressed. He he's but like, like gone back. But yeah, like there are people like, "Oh my god, the new Lars!" The episode where like we learn something about him that like explains why he's. Like, the way he is, and I'm just like, oh no, there are going to be people who sit there and try to justify every little thing that Lars has ever done. But, to my surprise, and my pleasant surprise, what the fuck are you doing, Max? Shut the fuck up, I'm talking. <laughs> God damn it. last with vowels, and I no. ran out of vowels. Wait, no, I got two more. Hi, hi, hi. Wait, no, I and Y are the okay. same. Okay, back to what I was saying. I was terrified that people were going to use this episode as like, and like, oh my god, this explains why Lars is good, and all of you are assholes for thinking he was terrible. But to my pleasant surprise, this episode doesn't show Lars as a good person. It just accentuates. It does literally none oh, of that. God damn it, Max! Shut the fuck up. He, he he falls asleep with freaking porno <laughs> yeah. mask on his face, completely nude. Oh uh, yeah, I will rehash this just because it yeah. was a really yeah. solid observation of Dylan's. That fucking mag is women just who like, like Sadie, women who look like Sadie, but sexy edition. Oh, I yeah, didn't even the, the girl that. on the cover. <laughs> yeah, noise that like she's like heavy like, set. Now and we know blonde. that Lars has a type, and but just like yeah, I just love how this episode accentuates that it doesn't take him to be nice. It just takes him to not say something awful for people to think oh, he's amazing. Like 
Jenny walks out and he's just like that when, when Jenny walks up so and he goes you don't stink and they're just like wow Lars is really taking a turn he seems like a nice guy now he said I don't stink yeah this episode is nothing but showing how much yeah. garbage Lars is and the thing is, I still probably like him more than I you do, fucking, Mickey. I can't stand this kind of person. I don't think it's possible <laughs> to like him less than like Mickey. Him. Most, and we've explained this, which you will never hear in the Lars and the Cool Kids episode. But yeah, no, I'm not the biggest fan of Lars. You can send all your hate mail to me. My blog is averageprodigy.tumblr.com. Feel free to send it. I don't care. I will just I will bathe in your tears of anger. But yeah. And just, I just love that this episode accentuates he's awful. All right, so we're, we're near the end of our time here, and let's move on to uh, closing out the episode. Yeah, I just like that. Um, as we fast forward, who cares? Sadie gets mad at Lars slash Steven, whatever. I like the gag that Steven Lars apologizes, and Sadie instantly believes that Steven. He's like, yeah, Lars would never fucking apologize. <laughs> It's just another thing. That but I just love that, like, I, I made this observation, and it clearly has an explanation, but I just love that, like, two, to to the gems, two strangers have kicked in the door to their house, and they don't instantly dropkick them as they make a beeline for Steven, who is asleep. I, were they even I, there? They, they, aren't, they, they, were there. they aren't there. Like, that's, it's clear that they're the either question, on a mission, you know? or they're in their rooms, and they don't hear things like doors being kicked but in. But my, my favorite... My favorite thing with the yeah. well, they do hear stuff in the. Yeah. So they're probably on a mission do. or something. Like, we've established my, that. My, my favorite thing about the end of this episode is how everyone starts following them for literally no reason, other than he's running with the girl. We like we like that last time too. Yeah. We found and, that really like weird. everyone's just like, "Hey, check it out! Let's go follow yeah. them." And then there's they all no, nothing the strange has happened. It's like, hey, these two people. Like, well, I guess his parents kind of understand because it's clear that Lars doesn't tell them anything. I love how Buck is willing to give yeah. him the benefit of the doubt like, until he hits guys, Steven. Let's not let's not jump to I just love that I, I mentioned that in the other in the other recording. Just like I love the timing of Buck just going, guys, let's not jump to conclusions or anything here. And they turn the corner and look up and they just see Lars smacking the shit out of a twelve year old. Oh wait, no, it's not fourteen cool anymore. He's fourteen. He's 14. Mm. Yeah, exactly. But they just they, they see Lars assaulting that. a child in his bed. So Lars wakes up, Steven wakes up, he freaks the fuck out. And things go back to normal the next day. And Lars and Sadie uh, hit it off for probably like the 20th time because she's in an abusive (laughs) relationship. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, it's it's on again, off again. Now, uh, what I really like from the ending is like when Lars realizes Steven's done something. He doesn't know if he's done something. He like turns at him. Squatch shield. Immediately formed defensive wall. Just like. Because the thing I love, I just love, like, how... Because, like, and in the episode, like, when Steven's not, to, not around, like, just... They mentioned Steven, and like, Steven, we fucking love that guy. <laughs> that guy's the best. So, I I really love... I want more Cool Kids episodes. I want more, like, Cool Kids with Steven. I want... I mentioned this last time, yeah. but I just wanted so much, and Sabath deserves to hear it. I want an episode where, like, the Cool Kids are hanging out with Steven, and Steven brings Connie along, and they, like, try to get Steven and Connie to, like, share their first kiss together. That'd be a great episode. That'd be really cool. I think it would. We also, been right. really funny. I just really just like want. And I think Max mentioned advice. this last time. This is mainly his idea. I just wanted to say it. We need an episode about whatever it is the dance crew is that the cool kids have formed. Yo, yeah, no, that's. We what need we to really know more did. about we this dance crew. I want to have crew a battle and of have the dance, dance crew between them. 
And then, like, the fucking enemy dance crew is, like, those handsome oh, wrestler God, brothers amazing. from City Underground Wrestling. All right. So, uh, final I'll thoughts. I'll start. I got two things yes. I wanted to talk about this episode. Um, well, I mean, they are thoughts. And they're plural, final. So, that's sensible. Oh, it's very sensible. Very, very, uh, you know. <laughs> that is a reasonable <laughs> amount of thought. Oh, lukewarm thoughts. Oh, they're every. Oh, God. It feels so <laughs> weird on my skin. Get them off. Tell them. Say it, Sabath. So... One thing that I kind of noticed about this uh, as, a, as a series as a whole is I feel like, um, like, in a sense, Rebecca Sugar sort of crafted a show um, to really just sort of explain and display all the different kinds of romantic and platonic relationships. Um, like, in one, in one city, you know, everyone's together in one spot. Uh, and so, like, Stephen and Connie are... Are sort of representatives of that, of that young, unabashed, uh, you know, n- nothing to to cloud their judgment kind of love, uh, and then Rose and Greg and all the gems are all that adult love, you know, a love that's been refined and and you know everyone's learning from each other because it's very complicated sort of emotions coming from those characters, and uh, the, really the only characters that sort of show the in between is Lars and Sadie, you know, teen kids that that do the whole they they kind of tease to show their affection and they never know how to say what they want to say um so i feel like every all the different characters in the show sort of show displays the the spectrum of relationships in some sense and the second thing i want to say uh is my favorite fucking joke in this whole episode is when uh is when steven shouts lars is gonna love it and Buck says, Buck is Buck pleased. Is, Buck is pleased. <laughs> he, Buck thinks that... And then later, Buck is no Buck, It's because pleased. Buck thought that he was speaking in third person. He didn't realize that it wasn't yeah, he just Lars like, he's in like, Oh, man, body. Lars is speaking in the third person. I should speak in the third person. I thought it was like so subtle because they didn't, they didn't yeah, acknowledge it, was... it. He just did it, and it was so fucking funny. <laughs> it is, yeah, that's, that, that's probably one of the funnier jokes because it's just like... I, I don't know. I just I love like Buck's character in general. It just, it just happens. Buck in general is probably on. my favorite of the cool kids, just because there's some weird, like cerebral thing going on with him. He just has this weird mentality that I find hilarious. Mine's yeah. still sour cream, but that's it's mostly fair. because of Ryan. Yeah, who had no lines. So that's my final so thoughts. I'm not okay with my it. final thoughts. Oh, who's next? I thought uh, this Mickey was final a thoughts. pretty good episode. I wouldn't say I wouldn't put it anywhere near like favorites of any kind, just because like. It doesn't really change, like, the most it changes is that, oh, Lars kind of knows that he's a dick now, rather than, like, his blissful ignorance of, I'm a teenager and all my feelings matter and are important, and, but other than that, it's like, I guess Steven kind of also learns that he can't fix every problem, which he's kind of learned before, but it's great to cement that more, which kind of ties into that thing that Sabath was saying earlier about how People are kind of like thinking that Steven's kind of going bad or like making very bad decisions as himself, which eh, I guess. But I got to admit, so far, season three hasn't been nearly as coherent as season two. Yeah, fair but enough. But we still got but yeah, ago. like this episode's. Yeah, we're like about to do all the. F- I think we're yeah. about to like drop yeah, all like, the plot shit over the next mm, three weeks as they just fucking speedball yeah, the season to us all at once. Jerks. But like, <laughs> Cartoon Network, why? Yeah, I think like, they're just doing this to mess up our podcast. Like, they don't we like heard us, about but rather than send a C and D. 
rather just send a fucking C and D letter. They're like, okay, <laughs> let's really make recording hell for these guys. <laughs> so the ring goes on. Actually, it was right after we started, but like the first Stephen Vaughn happened. So yeah, Ringo's his fault that all this is happening. You're welcome. So is that yeah? Yeah, the ep- uh, overall episode was all right. We learned that Steve that we we learned that Lars is even more of a dick than we originally presumed, and Stephen learns another lesson that not every problem is his to fix. Also, I really want that fucking dance crew episode. Crewniverse, get on that now. <laughs> Get off your so get off your dicks get and get on, on the dance floor. Episode dick. Uh, okay. Um. So, final thoughts just about the episode itself. Like, you know, it's a good episode, but after watching it for a third time now, I like exactly have no desire to see it again anytime soon. But so, in a week and a half, you're gonna hear. We're, yeah. we're gonna like you're gonna, give it all. You're to hearing really good episodes. Enjoy the again now. So, look forward to what, that. What's the term for like when we record things out of a in a weird order? Yeah, just non chronological non chronological recording sequence. You get to hear us talk about an episode we've already recorded. You gotta wait a week and a half for that shit, and then you get to hear people talk about shit that they don't yet know about in the next two episodes. So enjoy yeah. that. Well, so that's our final thoughts and discussion for this current episode. New Lars, uh I love everybody. Let's give them a good Ringo Zone goodbye. God damn it. I need a fix because I'm going down. Down to the bits that I left up down. I need a fix because I'm going down. All right, that's all the time I got for everybody. Thanks for tuning into the Ringo Zone.